0: Hello and welcome to What Memory, the podcast for survivors of stroke and brain injury. I'm Stephen Masters and I'm here with Josh Reed. We've both had strokes, we want to share our experiences, find out how other people live with brain injury and investigate what's new in brain injury research. This is episode 11, the reintegration episode. A year ago we were well into lockdown and Josh and I started this podcast series. Having learned how to Zoom, hence the sound quality, our first podcast was about how living in lockdown was a bit like living with brain injury. And one year later, this podcast is about how coming out of lockdown is a bit like living with brain injury. Keep listening. It'll all make perfect sense eventually. Yeah, so we we started in September of 2020. We thought the lockdown was a bit like having a stroke for the rest of the world, which it was. Mm. But going back, coming out of lockdown, so to speak, reintegrating into society, is a bit like recovering from a stroke, as far as I can see. So we're kind of back onto the stroke COVID crossover, aren't we, really?
1: Yes, yes, exactly. So, because that's the thing, it's like, you know, I know lots of people who haven't uh, since sort of uh, lockdown, the first lockdown happened in February or March time, um, they haven't seen anyone apart from their next door, uh, their next door neighbour or their family. And, you know, obviously that's a very extreme case, but still, it's like um, a lot of people are like very worried. And, you know, even though they are doubly vaccinated and that they have some protection and some freedom they still feel like oh okay well we don't want to risk it we don't, they don't feel like risking it and so it's kind of like a stroke in the sense that you get comfortable um yeah. isolated
0: and it's so the sense speak. of risk so, yeah. as well isn't it it's, it's going out is a risk yes because i always thought yes. that as i came out of the stroke being outside was a risk all the time oh, yeah. and i think uh, i didn't didn't like that very much i didn't like being outside and thinking i don't like being outside because i always quite like being outside before but now I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm almost the same now is that i did i'd like going out occasionally but i don't want to spend too much time it's what they call the new normal isn't it and i love this phrase because yes. they come up yes. people everywhere are talking about oh the new normal post post covid and i remember that yeah. very phrase after I'd had the stroke was the, the the OTs were saying to me you've got to get used to the new normal this is the new normal yeah. of you. and I was thinking I know, no no yeah <laughs> i all coming back to haunt the rest of the world now oh dear oh dear oh well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the weird thing is that that as I got more assimilated back and started going out more that I found that kind of society had moved on a bit yeah. You know, it, I, I wasn't going back to the same world that I'd left when I'd had the stroke. I was coming, yeah. re entering it at a slightly different place, which may be down to yeah. me, the way I think about it, or I couldn't help thinking that the rest of the world was changing slightly. And of course, COVID has changed it so fundamentally. That it's not the same world, even if I came back now into the world completely, it wouldn't be the same world I left because we've had covid no, since then
1: exactly like so you know with the stroke um it was like okay, you start I wrote, sort of left the world in seventeenth of may um and three years ago, and then I sort of was back around sort of. October. October time, and I'd missed all that time, and I missed all those months, not really being isolated and uh, trapped in and locked in on my set on myself. Yeah. And I was just used to say my mum, my my dad, a few people peripherally, uh, friends and family. Um, but that was really it. That was my life. And having to go from that to going out to the world around was very scary. Um And so, yeah, so it, it's it's very different as in like, okay, well, luckily, the whole world is going through the same thing. So that's one really good thing. It's not you don't feel yes. like you've missed out. Um, and, but also it's like everyone's sort of tentatively going, oh, okay, well, I'm going to... Go for a coffee, but instead of inside in a restaurant or a cafe, I'm going to go outside. Even yes. Pouring it down with rain. <laughs> I'd rather risk being outside, and because uh, then I feel more comfortable. Um, you know, I'm slowly, slowly being like, right, okay, I can be inside and just take precautions and be careful because I know other people are going a bit too crazy for my liking Um, but i understand that i i can look after myself the world i can't really do anything about i can look after
0: myself the the weird thing is that it's like covid you can't do anything about it it's here and you've got to cope with it and i i found stroke was very much the same thing it, I had a stroke, and there's nothing I could do about it. I couldn't change anything. There's no, no amount of effort on my part was going to wind back time. In the same way that you can't wind back time on on COVID, and the, and the fact that I was forced to stay in, which was, which again, is the lockdown idea. I thought that was a, an interesting one because I was basically forced to stay stay in. Back then, months and months, months months just not doing anything, and the mental health issues that come out of that. Which people who've uh, going through this whole COVID thing are saying, you know, there are lots of mental health issues coming out of that. I can quite see how that's happening because I started to have severe mental health problems um, as as the months went on and on and on, and and I was starting to have such a different reality in my own life. I, I, I felt I wasn't even me. I felt there was something weird going on in my yeah, not just in my brain, but my kind of psychology was going as well, yeah. and uh, very fearful, very fearful of the whole well, yeah. thing.
1: And, and that's and that's the thing. It's like you know, I started getting started feeling depressed, but I was like, I need to physically do things. I need yes. to rather than sit all day and just watch the TV. <laughs> I need to, because otherwise, I'm going to lose my mind in both my stroke and with covid like the first sort of 3 weeks before i got my gym equipment i was twiddling my thumbs being like i really am worried i don't know what to do i i don't i can't go out i have yeah. to stay in these four walls luckily i had sort of my dog so i could go out for a walk but i mean that was 20 minutes out of a whole day there wasn't really that much effort, like like time to breathe um, <laughs> yes. and uh so yeah so i then decided right i'm going to do loads of stuff in the garden i might as well do that because otherwise i'm going to go insane completely insane um, yeah and and that's the thing it's like there's such parallels between stroke and covid because it is like you can't you you are so isolated you are so trapped in your own head yeah whereas mean, obviously in with covid you're not trapped in your own head but you're trapped in your own house and then you think uh all the time because that's all you have to do so (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) i remember way back in the beginning of last year just before the lockdown and yeah I, i was going a couple of times a week to a gym doing very low level exercises in a class and um The woman who is running the class said, I'm I'm not sure we're going to be doing this for much longer. And so I may or may not be doing the class next week. And we all said our goodbyes and and all that kind of thing. And that's, I haven't seen her. I haven't seen anybody from the gym. I haven't been near the gym for two years. It's it's, or a year (laughs) and a half. It's just uh, like everything, it's like, they just disappear from my life. And in an interesting way, it's kind of, that's what happened when I had the stroke. People I knew, I've never seen. Since yeah. that moment, especially in my job. I mean, a lot of people I know have lost their jobs in and been furloughed, and their whole work patterns have changed. But when I yeah. when I left, obviously I didn't go back the next day to my job. <laughs> I was in hospital, <laughs> but, um, and I did pop in once to see them about six weeks after I came out of hospital, just to let them know I was kind of still alive because I know they were worried yeah. about me, and that, that I was, you know, I could not function, but I could, I could say hello. And um and then I never never saw them again. That was it. And I, yes. I think for a lot of people they've had to change jobs and and move on and that's that's gone. You know, their jobs yeah. have gone, they come up with something else. But I know I would love to go back now, um, because now they've gone into COVID. We were a very publicly oriented com- company I was working yeah. for, I was freelancing for them. But it, it, it It involved lots of people in very small rooms. So, obviously, that was out the window straight away. So, I would imagine they got shut down in COVID anyway and never did anything for the last, you know, one and a half years. Um, In which case, the company that I would have gone back to has probably changed unutterably since then, anyway. Which I thought, yeah, we'll find. um, Mm, slightly kind of nostalgic. I want to try and get back to that, but I know I never will now.
1: Yes. Like, so, you know, luckily for me, I guess, in a way, like before my stroke, um, six months before my stroke, I stopped teaching because I was like, right, I need to focus on my health. I need to make sure that I'm well enough to have the transplant, but I'm also ill enough to need it, um, which is a very weird, fine line to to try and get. Um, And so for me, like for the longest time, I was just like, right, okay, I gave up my job willingly and I was like, right, I'm going to focus on this, uh, trying to get my transplant to get well enough. And it was kind of weird. It was kind of, yeah, I'd lost all of that um, sort of when I was seeing people all the time like teaching, doing all that and it was only sort of like probably just before the lockdown, so it would have been uh, uh, two weeks before the lockdown, I saw one of my students that I taught uh, uh-huh. at a comedy night and he hadn't known that I'd had uh, a stroke and, oh, he, right. and but he'd heard from one of uh, the other people um that he sort of knew something was not right with me but yeah and so i sort of but said hi and it was just super weird as in like oh it's kind of weird like it's there's kind of like this uh point where you're like just shut like you shut a door closed and it slams and it's like right it's never opening never
0: opening again Uh, um
1: but that's the thing you've got to then find other things to do and both in lockdown and having uh, COVID, you've got to find things to keep your mind busy, which is is the key. Like, you know, I in lockdown, I I did lots of exercise. I did lots of gardening. I did lots of walking. Um, I just had to physically do lots of stuff to stop my mind from going into those dark places. Yeah.
0: I think a lot of people who either lost their job or are furloughed, are coming back into a very different world. And I think, I can't can't help thinking that a lot of people I've spoken to who've had strokes and and brain injuries, and that they lose their job. And that's an essential part of their their very being. There's kind of like, Yeah. yeah, the purpose of their life. And that to go back into another job is a very difficult thing to do. Yeah. Especially when it's forced on them. And I think a lot of people who went through that the COVID experience of either getting fired from their job or being furloughed or for some people a huge opportunity. But for other yeah. people, it's like, what on earth am I gonna do now? And I think yes. that's how I ended up I think thinking, what am I gonna do? And I find a lot of people um who've had strokes and brain injuries, they they mourn that Change that yes. new world order is they do not like it at all. The new normal yeah. of being a stroke survivor is not a happy place if your work was the most important thing in your life and the idea of going back into a different job or usually a lesser job yeah in their in their eyes people who've been managers people who've had professions people who've you know were important people in their own yeah. little the world, they were living in, find it very difficult to go back into something different that's not quite up to the capabilities they had before. I know I would yes. be mortified, I think, if I went in, even back to the job I was doing before, but because I used to have assistants in the room yes. with me, two or three assistants sometimes. And so if I went back to that job and I was one of the assistants, I would th- be thinking, yeah, okay. I know how to do this job, but I should be doing what that, what the person at the yes. front of the room is doing. And uh, I think that sense of disappointment would be really uppermost in my mind. And I've heard other people at um, that I've heard at Headway when they're talking about their jobs, they always it's always that sense of, of loss of their job and their loss of their status and their loss of their, their very being, and the, and the yes. fact that they they may have to come back as something less. I'm not sure how people cope with that. Because it must be happening all over the country now.
1: Yes. Oh, definitely. And that's the thing. I think that that's, in a way, it was quite a good thing for me to have chosen to leave my job before I had the stroke uh, sort of six months later. Yeah. Um, But something uh, that I saw which uh, is very interesting is lots of people who have been working from home have... uh, literally uh, quit their old jobs because they asked them to work at the business yes, yes. Uh, in the new place whereas now people are so used a lot of people i'm not talking about everyone but a lot of people are so used to working from home they have a better work-life balance that actually they would rather t- take a like slightly less well-paid job and still work from home. Oh, I totally agree with that work from home. and And that is a very interesting dynamic that's going to obviously going to have ripple effects uh, for the next sort of ten ten years in businesses, and like, oh, is it worth keeping these massive structures in London? yeah, rooms and rooms of people, whereas you can just work from home, and they are generally more effective at working from home because they want to get their work done so that they can finish a couple of hours early and maybe they start later or they start earlier like
0: that is really interesting
1: so yes it's very interesting it will be very interesting to see where it goes and and that might give people who have had strokes more opportunities because it's like well i can do couple of days a week yes because I think that I would be able to manage a couple of days a week I wouldn't be able to do a full-time job but if it's at home or if I have I can just message uh, or email or whatever from home then I could do it probably Um, so it has in a couple of years like a year or so it might be a very interesting and very different world that we live in that allows us to get that foot in the door isn't that
0: interesting it could be that a post-covid world might be more amenable to post-stroke people coming back into the workplace because that remote working not having to be in the workplace and all the time and that always you can structure your days slightly better According to yeah. your fatigue levels and stuff like that, and the, and you can exactly. almost uh, set the agenda for your day yourself rather than having it exactly. imposed on you, might actually be a very good factor in in people yeah. progressing into a work situation.
1: Definitely, wow, that would be I amazing. It, I can, it can, it, it could definitely be that way, and I think that you know you should sort of be very sort of. Interested where these things are going because yeah you might have find an opportunity that you would never have had before.
0: We're sounding very upbeat today, aren't we? I have to say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: know, I know. Well I'm starting to see you actually there are uh, yeah, there are opportunities. This this yeah. actually if because the the new world order is is uh, is so different. Yeah. And I, yes. I'm, wow. Okay,
1: And obviously there are going to be people who want the old world order and they're going to want to go back to it and they're going to, say, maybe the older generation or people who've done business in an office for their whole lives, how they've worked. They're going to try and hold onto that, but I think that as the years go on, we are going to see a massive shift.
0: You can't it's the interesting thing is you can't go back to your old job post-stroke because actually in many cases, your old job doesn't exist anymore anyway. Exactly. You'd, you'd end up working, you would have ended up working at home anyway, <laughs> so you might as well take advantage of that situation. Oh, yeah, okay. Hmm, <laughs> I can see a plan <laughs> somehow. I yeah. don't know what it is, but I will work on something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right so um let's talk about the um how we're so reticent about leaving the house because we don't we don't because for me anyway i I still don't feel completely safe out there i've had the two jabs because i'm old enough and um as far as i can see there's not a lot else i can do personally i wear the mask i do you know all that kind of thing but um there's still a little bit of resistance about being around in shopping or in cafes or theatres, a train. Maybe I'm still I I can't get over that psychological barrier, which is COVID-induced, yeah. but yeah. slightly enhanced by the anxiety levels caused by the stroke, because it kind of yeah. it kind of hit a part of my brain which triggers anxiety more than it used to and i think those covid plus natural post-stroke anxiety is not a good combination when you want to go when you want to go out and leave the house (laughs) because that psychological block is oh dear no don't touch me no yes oh child why isn't that child wearing a mask why isn't that dog wearing a mask Uh, yeah I, i
1: definitely agree with that to a certain point But I, you know, I am a person, as I've, as we said before, who is like, right, I've got to force myself, force to face my fears. And I, so I've had my, both my jabs uh, over a month and a half ago now, um, almost two months. And right, I was like, right, okay, I'm, I have this jab, I'm still going to be careful, I'm still going to wear a mask. And if. If they open the whole world up uh, in early July, as they say they will, then I'll still wear a mask because I don't trust people. <laughs> 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 Fundamentally, I don't trust a lot of people because there's lots of people I know who haven't have chosen not to have the vaccine, and I'm like I, I'm just a bit reticent, and so I want to look after myself as best as I can. So I'll yes. wear a mask. I'll disinfect my hands when i touch <laughs> anything i will um obviously when i'm eating in a restaurant or something like that i will uh obviously take my mask off if you have to but uh if i go to the loo i will take my mask put my
0: do mask you, back do on do you find that if your I'm, breathing is slightly shallower when you're in a restaurant no no <laughs> I <think> that,
1: like <sighs> maybe i don't know actually but no i I have my mask, like, next to hand, like, near my cutlery. And so I'm like, right, I'm ready to put the mask on if someone, like, coughs uh, near me or... <laughs> someone Yeah, so, like, I, I'm very... Not un, fully untrustworthy, but I'm also, like, I still have that side effect of, like, oh, my God... I need to put my mask back on because someone's coughing near me. (laughs) And I don't think that will go for a long time. Um, And yeah, so, and recently I um, went to uh, Boreham Wood, which is near London. um, And saw a couple of friends who I haven't seen for almost two and a half years uh, because it's, I didn't see them. A year before the lockdown, and they were a friend from uni, and it was good to see them. And they had their jabs, and uh, they had testing kits, and so I felt safe to go and stay at theirs for the weekend because I was like, right, I need to force myself to try and face the fear of staying with other people. Yes, they um, have a dog, which is a new puppy, which is just adorable. They've got a uh, a little house um, and. hadn't seen any of it because all this happened during the lockdown um so yeah so it was just so nice to sort of have a bit of normality i was having to wear a mask all of my train journey so that really hadn't that still felt a bit odd um but it felt like i was getting back to some normality and yeah it's it's amazing what you get used to it's the new normal as the The new normal yes What you get used to and what you think is acceptable. So, like, I always I keep, I saw people who weren't wearing masks on the train, like very very few. but I was like, uh "What are you doing?" Oh yeah, um, what are you
0: doing, pal? This is
1: this is not what you should do. So yeah, <laughs> so there was that definite definite part of me.
0: <laughs> I have a funny thing because I'm a very well. I'm like you. I'm a very visual person, and I have I, all my life, and um, so I I can kind of. When I'm walking down the street, I can see, seeing other people, I kind of, for some reason, I can see a kind of little dots, which are kind of like COVID dots. It's almost like I can watch them breathing, and I'm thinking, the six foot space in front of that person is them exhaling into the air. And there is this shower of COVID going down to the floor. And I I, I can't get that out of my mind. I kind of see, I I, I can't actually see the COVID obviously, but I can see, for some reason my my brain translates their breathing into a visualization of a little cloud, (laughs) a, a light green color. And it's kind of like, there's their breath. And I've got to remember not to walk through their breath because that yeah. could be an infected breath. I don't know how I yeah. do. How I my mind's got round to that, but it's got a kind of strange. Um, I wouldn't say hallucinatory kind of thing, but it's an overactive creative imagination going on there. The <laughs> visualization process is quite scary, really. <laughs>
1: and that's the thing. So even so with this obviously with covid this is this is very relevant but like with the stroke it was like when i started going out just being like oh i'll just walk outside sort of my house area and along my road like the number of like cars would go past and i'd be like stop That they they were there and oh people would just brush past me and i'd be like oh my god um i would just sort of like almost uh press myself against the wall <laughs> yes, I like, oh, yes. know that they were coming there so there's just there's a lot of similarities of having a stroke. I'm not being as confident outside as not necessarily having COVID or lockdown has made me because I'm like, because I've had that experience of the stroke, I am now like, okay, well, I don't just look all the time. Look constantly, look constantly. Yes. Whereas, um, and so I'm, the COVID has not been as bad, so if someone's about to walk past me, I'm like, oh, I know that they're walking past me because I'm visually aware of my surroundings now, um, and I know just to sort of like, you know, the number of times I've walked on the road because I'm like, I'm not getting near that person who's not yes. a mask on, um, and then gone back on the road. I'm, I'm back on the pavement, and then I'm like, and they're just walking along as if nothing, nothing's, nothing's going and on. Well, it's not, it's not. Got a, a pandemic or in the last year and a half um and i'm just like i i just don't understand that um understand that sort of like basically selfishness is in like oh i'm the center of the universe nothing's yeah. gonna happen to me yes. there's, there's that element to it which has like it's not Nice to think of, but it's like people who are completely unaware of their actions, who like cough and sneeze and just wipe yes. their <laughs> hands after the toilet, and then just have a have the nuts which were on the bar. and All of this was happening before COVID, but you're suddenly I am. I don't know about everyone else, but I am super, super, super aware of every little thing now.
0: Absolutely, and the, but the horrible thing is you Well, not horrible thing, but the fact is you can't. You can't. St- stroke proof the world and you no. can't and you can't covid proof the world so in no. the end after the stroke you have to go out because yes it may not be safe but there's nothing in a way you can do about it there's so many things that are unsafe about going out after you've had a stroke and there's so many things that are unsafe unsafe after you go out after covid yeah, yeah, and just and, no, and there's nothing you can do about either of them. So it, <laughs> you've got to kind of take your chances, is not
1: you? There's kind of a exactly <laughs> 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 because that's the thing. It's like you know, even you, what a rational person really wouldn't leave their house, even if they had no issues at all, because it's like there's so many things that could potentially happen when you're outside. You get hit by a car, you get something like uh just
0: knocked over by a person or like e-scooters doesn't... my favorite thing now oh, not yes. e-scooters <laughs> gone yes i can't i can't um, mo- i can't move fast enough for those things they're on, on the pavement which they are around here the, yes i can't get out of the way fast enough so I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of going back to having a stick with me just to kind of signal that i'm not going to be able to move out of their way in time so yes, that's a separate sad. issue but it's in, in a way a sort of Similar issue, isn't it? Because there's
1: nothing I can do about it. No, exactly.
0: When you go away, do you feel safe now? Um, would you go abroad not-
1: now? Oh, I wouldn't go abroad. I wouldn't, uh, well, I think that's um, I wouldn't go abroad because the rules are changing every hour, of
0: every day. <laughs> yes, this is so very places
1: true. Places which are suddenly, like, greenlit and now suddenly red lights. Um, so it's kind of like I would just be like, I'd have to go to a place in the UK. Um, I just wouldn't be till probably sort of next, next year, uh, yeah. sort of June time, be like, right, I'm going to... If everything's sort of calmed down with the world, um, then I will happily go abroad. But if it's not, then I'm not sure I want to risk it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I think that is probably where my stance is. Like I would love to go abroad. I mean, I, I I've had so many plans last year and... But I don't feel, I don't think, I don't feel that it's prudent because I'm like, well, I have to, I I would have to isolate for two weeks. I live at home at the moment and my mum works. And uh, so I'm like, I still have to think about her and that I, I would have to isolate and she would have to isolate for two weeks and what that would have an impact on her. So the potential risk and far outweighs the benefits oh, in God,
0: my yes. opinion yes i still don't understand red amber green apparently it's not going away that it refers to it's coming back if you come back to yeah. these countries this this it would have been simpler if it had just been stop and go basically the the having the three things as confused the hell out of me and now I kind of it's not even something I can even approach as a subject I can't I can't get my head around there was a travel correspondent on the television the other day trying to explain other countries green and non-green and oranges and reds and what and i i just couldn't keep up with it and i'm sure before my stroke i would have probably been able to filter it all together and and said yeah well that's a lot of rubbish and some of that that this and that but now all this confusion of stuff is slightly more than my brain can hold (laughs) it's like i think oh no Do you know what? I really don't care anymore. (laughs) I'm sure a lot of I don't know, maybe not, but I'm sure a lot of people think like that who haven't got strokes. (laughs) So if you Um, haven't got a stroke as well, it doesn't help. No, definitely not. Um,
1: Also, I think that, um, oh, God, there was something else I wanted to say. Um, Oh, God, it's just gone. It's gone now. Sorry, one sec. I'll I'll remember it randomly. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> well i will come back to us in a minute um yes i want to talk about the the importance oh, oh of no i
1: do remember i do remember you do remember okay um, let's go so yes um so it's sort of that this is never going to go away completely um right yeah this sort of covid is never going to go away completely it's going to be very much like the flu yes. it's going to be sort of it uh, sort of december time um that it's prevalent and you're going to have to if you have a illness or an underlying condition you're going to have to have the covid uh Booster, as well as the flu booster and stuff like that. So yes. it's just going to be part of our lives, and I think that that is because they're still they're talking about it now. They're talking about giving us a boost, where like so the South. Oh Africa yeah, just like you're in the year, yeah. Portuguese variants and stuff like that, um, or oh um, uh, um, god, um, Delta variants and instead, not I shouldn't use those words. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, that is this is not going to go away um it's just we're going to get used to used to it so it's going to be like the flu like okay at a bad year flu kills around 30,000 people a year
0: absolutely uh,
1: in the in i think in the uk and then but in a good year it's like oh maybe 5,000 pass away yes and so that's going to be the covid sort of numbers which are acceptable it's like it's never going to go away <laughs> completely, but yeah, because it's going to mutate. So I think that that is part of me now is like, right, okay, I I will, I, I feel better because I'm like, oh, okay, I've, I've always had the flu jab and now they've got the COVID vaccine. Like I will always have the COVID vaccine um, or the vaccines. And so it's kind of like, right, we've got to a point sort of hopefully by the end of this year where everything will just be once a year that I have a jab and that's it. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to think about it, but yeah, that will be part of my life, obviously. Yes. Um, but I'm, I'm accepting of that because I'd rather have uh, like a week of just feeling a bit rubbish and the rest of my year feeling like absolutely fine um, instead. So yeah.
0: I think possibly that's to do with the fact that COVID is going to kind of be permanently with us in such a way that we've got to learn to live with it in in very mild forms. And maybe that's the bit like learning to live with your stroke. Because it's always going to be with you, isn't it? Even if you make really great strides in your recovery. It's never oh, going yeah. to be complete, completely recovered. And I think maybe we're never going to completely recover from COVID. There's going to be a kind of sea change which we're learning to live with and then it'll updates as we go along. Perhaps exactly, little improvements, exactly. little booster shots to your, to your stroke, post-stroke performance.
1: Yes, exactly. And that's the thing. It's like even sort of like the last sort of like year, I've noticed massive strides in my sort of recovery from my stroke. Even though I wasn't bad a year ago, I but I now I look back and I'm like, oh, I couldn't have done that. I couldn't have done this. I couldn't have oh, yeah. thought about that, or I couldn't have understood that quite as much as I did. I do now, and so I think that is a really good way of thinking about it. Is that yeah, you. A, a booster of the stroke is the little wins, and the booster of the stroke is a little jab. And <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the weirdness of of, of post COVID reintegration into society is similar to kind of. Reintegration with post stroke isn't it you're you're having to kind of edge your way back into society kind of almost you're you're going a bit sideways into the whole thing rather than striding forwards. you're kind of sidling yeah. into society and and kind of joining the mainstream and they're all in the same boat as we are in terms yes, of covid exactly. They're not all in the same boat as uh, us as far as the strokes right. concerned, but there's enough of us, I have to say um far too many. But for struggling to reintegrate, I think, is kind of instantly recognisable to stroke survivors.
1: Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. And I think that, you know, because we've had to deal with it in a lot of ways um, before all of this COVID, I think that we are well versed in how to get along with it. But, yeah, I also think there is obviously worries. There's people who've had strokes who are have not left the house for a second yeah. and and i think that there are people who have no health issues who haven't left the house for a second for the last year and a half um so yes um and i think it's just slowly trying to force yourself to sort of get out of your comfort zone and not be not be rash irrational and not and be sensible but just slowly try and get yourself back um into some sort of normal new normal
0: the new normal that's where we are Uh so it turns out we can never go back to the world we used to know before brain injury because the world is changing faster than our recovery and it's a brave new world for all of us let us know how you're coping with a new normal email us on whatmemory2 at hotmail.com that's w-h-a-t-m-e-m-o-r-y followed by the numeral 2 at hotmail.com and check us out on instagram at what underscore memory 2 what memory is our personal podcast any views expressed are purely our own or the personal views of our guests we are not expressing the views of any organization or business many thanks to our amazing sound editor jamie rutherford professional sound producer and fellow brain injury survivor Okay, we're done. The only thing we know for sure after brain injury is that the future is unknown and daunting. But it's only going to be brighter if we plan for it to be that way. Bye for now.